with us this morning at, in worship at Highland Valley United Methodist Church. Those of you who are here in the room and to our many guests, as well as those of you who are worshiping with us online, we are delighted that you are here in this special place and in this special time. I want to invite you um, this week to look at, take a look at the back of your bulletin. It is full of ways for you to connect to the life of this congregation. Um, a few things to note that coming up next Sunday, immediately following this 11 o'clock service, we have our Fall Fest. And we invite those of you here to bring your children, your grandchildren, um, to invite your neighbors, as well as those of you online to join us from 12 to 2 next Sunday as we have a fun time for our, our youngest members of the congregation to dress up, to play games, to have some um, food and fellowship together. We're excited for this opportunity. You're welcome to wear your costume or not. Um, we just would love for you to join us in this fun time. There are several uh, meetings this week, team meetings that we will have this week, um, but I did want to mention something that is not Oh, it is listed in your bulletin now um, that there is a memorial service um, this Tuesday at 4 p.m. Um, one of our members of our congregation, Ruth Bacher, passed away um, this past week, um, and her memorial service will be here at 4 p.m. on Tuesday. Um, it will also be live streamed on Facebook and on YouTube if, that, if you need to watch it in that regard. But we wanted you to be aware of that um, so that you might be in prayer for the Bacher family um, as well as our congregation and those who knew her best. If you will, um, though, as we join on this Laity Sunday and we celebrate people like Ruth who have been um, pioneers of faith and have shown us the love of God, we invite you to celebrate the gifts that you bring to this church. If you will, as we begin our time of worship, if you will stand as you are able and join me in our call to worship this morning. We are called to experience grace and share the gift of life in Jesus. We gather to sing ourselves to God. We remember the faith that lived in those who loved us. We know the Lord's song includes verses of grace we've yet to learn. In every scene of trauma, tragedy, and menace, we discover love already at work. And we join a chorus where brokenness and captivity become healing and freedom. Amen. Let us now join our voices in our hymn of praise, Blessed Assurance.
As we come to a time of prayer, I invite you to remember those in our congregation who are ill or suffering from um, waiting for diagnosis. I also invite you to be in prayer for those families who are grieving in our congregation. Ruth Bocker's family, as I mentioned, we also learned late last week um, that Dr. Susan Keithley passed away. Um, a beloved, longtime church member of Highland Valley. Um, and beloved pediatrician in the community. Um, we will share more details as we learn of, of when that service will be, but Dr. Keithley was such an important part of many of our lives, um, and we are, celebrate her life and legacy um, and invite you to be in prayer for their family as well. If you will join me in an attitude of prayer, the Lord be with you and also with you. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, as we gather together today, we come to celebrate your presence with us. We come to celebrate the ways that you equip us and call us to be your hands and feet in the world. Today, as we come together, we, are, we realize that we come bringing our joys and concerns with us to this place. We pray for those in our congregation and community who are suffering whether in body, mind, or spirit. Those who are healing, those who are sick, those awaiting diagnosis and treatment, we pray for those that they might feel your peace and comfort that passes all understanding. Today we pray for the families who are grieving and for our community as we celebrate the lives of two beloved women of faith who have spoken in love and peace into our lives, and we remember their families as they mourn the loss of these loved ones. And today, as we gather together to celebrate Laity Sunday, we are reminded that it's not just those who are ordained or called to licensed ministry, but we celebrate the ways that you call each and every one of us to be in ministry, to be in mission, 
and to be sent forth into the world to love and serve you and our neighbors in all that we do. Be with us in this time of worship that something might speak to our hearts or minds and empower us and inspire us and encourage us in our walk with you and with others. And God, we thank you for the gift of your son, the ways that he came to model what it looks like to live a life of love and of grace and peace. And we pray now the prayer that he taught his disciples, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. Amen. As I mentioned, today is Laity Sunday. And on this day, I want to celebrate the call and ministry of all Christians, especially those of you joining us here in person or joining us online. And we want to celebrate the ways that you give and support the ministries of Highland Valley United Methodist Church and our ministry funding plan, which is a fancy way of saying our budget. Um, because it is because you give that we are able to share Christ and know Christ, but to share Christ with our neighbors who often reflect Christ back to us. Earlier this week, Pastor Mark shared with us um, an, a neighbor that we serve in our food pantry and something powerful that happened in that moment. It's someone who comes through the food pantry line, and despite her own food insecurities, as, as we had put her, the food into her car, she started scrambling around and asked Pastor Mark to hang on just a second. Because you see, she was grabbing ones and a uh, five and ones that she could find in her purse, in her car. Someone who we were thinking, we're serving you, we're feeding you. But it was important to her to give a financial gift to the food pantry. She wanted to give so that others could receive. Friends, this beautiful story reminds us that while our current attendance and engagement and giving trends may be different because of COVID-19, that God calls all of us to love and serve God and others, that's never impacted. That's something that remains constant and something for which we are thankful. So this story that Pastor Mark shared with me earlier this week um, these are things that because of your giving, we are able to have a food pantry each week. And I pray that that extravagant generosity inspires you and reminds you that regardless of what we don't have or what we do have, that we can continue to be a blessing through others. So I invite you to join me in, in this opportunity. One, to continue to give thanks for all um, the lives that God calls to serve. That's each and every one of us but also to prayerfully consider a second mile gift to Highland Valley that goes above your annual pledge commitment or to simply to ensure that you're able to fulfill that pledge this year. And if you didn't make a pledge or have yet to, to include Highland Valley in your 2021 giving, we pray that you would please consider a year-end gift today. We say thank you again to you and our friends 
that we are able to celebrate all of our callings to the ministry and to the life of this beloved congregation. We say thank you. Let us join it together in prayer. God, for the ways that you bless our lives, we give thanks. For the opportunities that we have to give and to serve, we give thanks. And we pray that today that when we hear of this one person's extravagant generosity, that we might be inspired to give so that ministry and mission can continue to have an impact on this congregation, our community, and around the world. Amen.
kids, it may seem like a long time ago for you. Some of you may not even remember, but man, us grown-ups do. If I think about this time last year, last fall, um, my kids were in virtual school, school in their pajamas. We didn't go to school. There was no trunk or treat. Most of you may not have even went trick-or-treating last year. We were maybe starting to think about those Thanksgiving dinner plans and not really sure if we could even have family over for Thanksgiving. It was just a, a weird, lonely, crazy, up and down kind of fall last fall. And I spent a lot of time sitting on my couch, a lot of time working from my couch, computer on my lap, and usually fighting with the dogs to get off that computer so that I could work. And this week I got kind of a wake up call. I was on speakerphone with the main office with Pastor Mark, and I just said, what, what's going on this Sunday? What's the scripture? What's the theme? I need to start writing my lessons. What's going on? And I hear Je Pastor Jessie's voice call from back in her office, rise up, is what she yelled at the phone, rise up. And that reminded me, it is time to rise up. It reminded me that it's not just the pastor's job to tell people about Jesus. It reminded me that when we choose to follow Jesus, we also make a commitment to lead, to lead others to Jesus. It's our job too. So this Laity Sunday, we're reminded to rise up and revive God's calling in us. After a year of sitting down and a year of sitting out, it is time to rise up. Wake up that calling that maybe you've been, maybe has been stirring in your brain or in your heart, but you thought, well, church is closed. Bible studies aren't meeting. There's no place for me to really live this out right now. Um, I can't go to church. What am I going to do? Church isn't a place. <laughs> we are the church, and we are filling stadiums and concerts and beaches, and we're back at school, and we're back in camp, so it's time to rise up. Rise up in those places you are and be the Jesus that people see. Think about how you want to lead how you want to create disciples and rise up. Rise up and sing in the choir. Rise up and join a small group or start a small group. It can be at the place you get your coffee every morning. Rise up and worship. Rise up and pray. Rise up and serve. Rise up and invite. Rise up and gather in Jesus' name. It's not just the pastor's responsibility. We all promised in our vows, now it's time. Because when we give our lives to Jesus, we give our lives to Jesus. <laughs> it's no longer ours. So let Jesus use you. In this building, beyond these walls, rise up and revive your calling. And as always, we are here to help. Let's pray. Lord, lead me. 
I have so much love inside for you. I want to be the person that shares that love, that shows others what a life in Christ can be. Help me rise up and find my place or make a place. Amen. may be seated. This morning I have words of introduction and a confession. Um, on the Saturday before Laity Sunday, in the midst of the great lay leadership here at Highland Valley United Methodist Church, we had an experience that just lifted up the commitment of the laity of Highland Valley in connection with the incompetency of the pastor. Senior pastor, Jesse didn't do this. This was me. On the past couple of Saturdays, I've been trying to be intentional to take that about 145 moment um, and help to uh, get food for the food pantry. Since Costco has been in our neighborhood, they have partnered with us and they have distributed food to us to help us in our food pantry. And it has been a tremendous blessing. On yesterday, we were loading out pastries and breads. And so it got to a point where we got low enough into the box that I thought it would be wise of me to no longer reach over to the end of the trailer, but to hop on to the end of, of, of the back end of the trailer and help Bill get
get the rest of the bread. And so me, with my very agile self, I jumped and put one foot on the trailer and Bill almost propelled to the other side of the pantry. Thanks be to God, he was in a position he didn't propel, but the trailer tilted up. And one of the great examples of lay leadership almost would have been in the hospital this morning, but Bill is here. Thanks be to God. But that truly is an example of lay and clergy partnership to minister and serve in the community. One of the blessings I have in my life um, is to be able to know uh, Karen Mann so well. In 2015, after 16 years of, of, of it just kind of being a shoe-in at who was going to lead the delegation, both on the clergy and, and, and lay side, in 2015, uh, Karen and myself both got um, elected as the lead clergy and the lead lay delegates to the General Conference. What I did not realize until recently is just how historic uh, our elections uh, were in the life of the church. Um, in 2015, Karen was the first uh, female to be elected as the lead clergy delegate, and I was the first African American to be uh, elected to that position. We all, we looked like deer when we both got elected. We had our eyes wide open. What in the world have we gotten into? Tammy had, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Karen had been in the delegation before, but as, as we both know, it's different leading the delegations. Because when you're leading the delegations, everybody else can go have fun and uh, go back and forth off the floor to of, of the general conference floor, while Karen and myself were, were just placemats that would just always be on the general conference floor, occasionally with substitutions. Since 2015, Karen and I have been on this journey representing the Arkansas Annual Conference. We have been on this journey together. We have fussed together. We have cried together. We have worshiped and praised God together. And one of the things that really lifts up uh, what I know from Karen is an Instagram post from her church that I saw recently. On Instagram at Pulaski Heights, Hillcrest Instagram, there was a meeting a couple of weeks ago. There was a meeting a couple of weeks ago of the United Methodist Women of Pulaski Heights. And in one of the pictures, there is just this glow that is on Karen's face as she smiled. And it was this sense that all that we've been through as a denomination and all that we have been through with this pandemic, there was a moment of relief and there was a moment of joy. So it is my honor and my privilege to present to you the lead clergy delegate for the lead. Are you ain't preaching yet? I said clergy. You see the clergy person all the time, that's no big deal. But you get a chance to see the lead lay delegate to the Arkansas Annual Conference, Karen Mann of Pulaski Heights United Methodist Church. Receive her now. Good morning. It's certainly a privilege to be here with you this Sunday, and thank you, Mark, 
for those kind words. Mark and I and Jesse and I have served in many capacities together over the years, and it's a real privilege to be here with you today celebrating Laity Sunday. Um, I've known many of you in your congregation for a number of years, and as a matter of fact, I've known Reverend Mark and Reverend Jesse uh, since before they knew me because I knew their parents first before I knew them. And anyway, it is just a, a pleasure to be here and celebrate the commitment of the laity in this congregation and celebrate that we are called by God to be in ministry together. Today's scripture is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verses 3 through 6. I am grateful to God, whom I worship with a clear conscience, as my ancestors did, when I remember you constantly in my prayers, night and day, recalling your tears. I long to see you so that I may be filled with joy. I am reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that lived first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure lives in you. For this reason, I remind you to rekindle the gift of God that is within you through the laying on of my hands. The word of God for the people of God. Initially, when I hear this scripture, I feel warm and fuzzy inside thinking of my grandmother, a devout Christian woman and keeper of the family artifacts that remind me of our heritage, such as a hymnal, little tiny hymnal I have now that's about 150 years old that belonged to my great-grandparents, or I have a little piece of Sunday school literature that was my granddad's from the early 1900s, such things that are just meaningful, sentimental pieces in my life. I also think about my husband and friends who describe themselves as cradle Methodist, born into the Methodist church, and they can talk about their lifelong journey of discipleship in the Wesleyan way. But today's scripture is about more than making us think about our past. It's about reminding us of our calling as Christians this letter that Paul wrote to Timothy from prison was possibly the last letter he wrote near the end of his life, and he wanted to encourage Timothy to persevere, to remind Timothy of his calling and of the things that Timothy would need to focus on when Paul was gone. Today, let's think about our calling as laity in the United Methodist Church. Will you join me in prayer? Most gracious God, thank you for this faith community who seeks to live out the good news of Jesus Christ through their service and ministry. We ask that you be with us today as we lift up our calling to serve you. In Christ's name we pray, amen. A few years ago, I had the privilege of attending Bishop and Karen Muller's wedding reception here in Little Rock. 
It was a lovely event. And after I gathered a plate of food, I made my way outside to a sitting area and sat next to a woman from Karen's hometown of Clarksville, Texas. We chatted and she asked me about some of the people present. There were a lot of clergy there. And I pointed out various groups like that table, they're part of the bishop's cabinet, and that group is part of the conference staff. And then she asked me how I knew the bishop, and I explained to her, this was back at that time, that I was the conference lay leader and worked with him regularly. And I told her a little bit about that job, and then she looked at me and she asked, are you called to the ministry? And I was really surprised, a little bit taken aback, and my first inclination was to say, oh no, absolutely not, you know, I'm just a layperson. But then I paused before I said anything, and I simply said, well, I'm not called to the ordained ministry. And I've thought about that conversation a lot over, over the following months, and I truly now consider it a defining moment that changed the way I think about the calling of the laity. If I were asked that question today, I would answer more boldly, and I would say that I was unquestionably called to the ministry, the ministry of the laity. We all are called, and we're not called to simply be a layman or a laywoman in church membership. We are laypersons called to a specific function in the life of the church. We're called to ministry both inside and outside our church walls. And as a matter of fact, a minute ago when Crystal was sharing the children's sermon, she said it so succinctly and so well, I thought, they don't even need to hear me today. She just said it. We are called to mission inside and outside. Inside our walls, it could be the music ministry, small group leadership, or we may lend our talents in an administrative way. But our calling as Christians outside the walls of the church is to know Christ and to share Christ, which is the mission, the stated mission of this church. I've shared with a few people before that I have a favorite paragraph in the United Methodist Book of Discipline. If you don't know what that is, it's the Book of Law and Doctrine for our denomination, and not many people read it, <laughs> and that's okay. But there is a paragraph in it, paragraph 220, and it's titled, The Call of Ministry of All the Baptized. And it says, all members of Christ Universal Church are called to share in the ministry, which is committed to the whole church of Jesus Christ. Therefore, each member of the United Methodist Church is to be a servant of Christ in mission in the local and the worldwide community. Note that this paragraph says we are called to share in ministry, not asked to share or invited to share, but called. I love the way this calling of the laity is described in an article written by Father Donald Gergen. He said this, we are individual persons, each pursuing his or her own path 
up the mountain or through the desert or in the midst of urban life. Each Christian, every disciple of Christ, every layperson has a calling, and that calling implies mission. These are two sides of a coin, calling and mission. God consciousness and world consciousness. A man or woman of God and a man or woman for others. He says it is like inhaling and exhaling, being called and being sent. Our call and our mission, which is how we live out that call, should be as natural for us as inhaling and exhaling because Christian discipleship does mean both, called and sent. But it's not always easy to say yes to that call. Sometimes things get in the way, things that are barriers to us accepting our call to mission and ministry. Sometimes it's just our busyness. Are we struggling with time commitments? Do we view time as a commodity in our life, something we cling to and spend as we see fit? If we treat our time like a possession, God may be calling us to let go and turn that possession over to him. Sometimes we get in our way. Maybe we're being called to leave behind our inflexibility. You know, that little voice that says, we've always done it this way, or this is the way I want it to be. Inflexibility has other names too, stubbornness, or maybe pride. But our God is a creative God, and maybe he wants us to stretch and bend and be molded into his image. Could our barrier be fear? We may be fearful of sharing our faith or can't figure out how to share it. Or we're afraid we won't be perfect in that new role we're asked to be. After all, I've never done this before. I've not chaired a meeting or prepared a devotional or organized a mission event, etc., etc. Fear has many side effects and it carries other names, insecurity, doubt, or anxiety. God may be challenging us to face this because sometimes it is our fear that keeps us from saying yes to God. About 19 months ago, however, to me, the barrier of all barriers came about. This COVID-19 pandemic. The mental, physical, and emotional effects of this have challenged us tremendously. Our churches have had to reinvent worship. Our pastors are exhausted. Members are exhausted. We deal daily with discord and disagreement in our community. Mask or no mask, vaccines or no vaccines. Neighbors in this city, not very far from here, have competing yard signs. One says, no vaccine mandates, and next door says, I'm vaccinated, doing my part. There's blame and there's distrust. Yet in the middle of this, we are called to be followers of Christ. 
we are called to be the church. Now, I'm going to confess something to you. During this pandemic, I have struggled. Sometimes I feel like I've been holding my breath since March of 2020, waiting for this to end so that life as we knew it could resume. We had a little brief lull this past spring when it felt like things might be getting a little bit back to normal. And then there was this current surge that we're experiencing. And this current one caused me to retreat again and turn inward and to not really want to participate in the church activities except through Zoom. I didn't really want to leave my house. I've just been filled with anxiety, turning inward, and I've not been myself for a while. It didn't just start. It started more a year and a half ago. I knew something was wrong with me. And so one day last August, I came across a devotional. And in it, it said, God's gift of faith is like a flame. And when the embers of the fire have cooled, you must fan them again and keep them ablaze. In our scripture today, Paul tells Timothy to rekindle the gift of God that is within you. I realized I needed rekindling. So I turned to my prayer partner, who is my sister, and I sent her an email just telling her how I was feeling. And she replied with a text that said, T-N-R-P-L-A. And I looked at that again, T-N-R-P-L-A. I was confused. And so I picked up the phone and I called her. And I said, what did you mean by that? And she told me a story that had happened a few years ago in her congregation. Her church, not here in Arkansas, had purchased land in a growing part of their town, hoping to build and move there someday and expand their ministries. It turned out that there were issues with that land and it was not as valuable as they thought it would be. And the church was saddled with tremendous debt and the con congregation was in turmoil due to their financial status. They were angry at the deceit they felt. There was blame and distrust and fear that their congregation would not survive. They were also in the process of receiving a new pastor. So they were experiencing this without even the leadership that they needed at the time. On that pastor's first Sunday, their brand new pastor, the sermon title in the bulletin was listed as T-N-R-P-L-A. It turns out that that pastor had recognized the friction in their congregation and realized that their best step forward was to refocus their energy and reframe their thinking. So his sermon was based on Philippians 4, 8, which reads, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. True, noble, right, 
pure, lovely, admirable. T-N-R-P-L-A. Focus on these things. Just for the record, that congregation survived and they're thriving today. But these words certainly spoke to me about changing my perspective and my focus. This story helped fan the flame within me and helped me realize that even during this pandemic or in the midst of whatever circumstances life brings us, we must find ease, we must find joy, we must live in this with our spirits intact, remembering that in the middle of this, we are called to be followers of Christ, unquestionably called to the ministry of the laity. Paul encouraged Timothy to persevere. Paul's words are encouraging us to persevere. I've started saying yes again, praying and listening for God's still small voice telling me how he wants me to serve in this world and looking for ways that Christ can use me in his mission. If you're struggling like I was, or know someone who is, I challenge you to simply go to your church's website and look at the long list of opportunities available to you. Just pick one and say yes, because we are called to be the church together in a world so desperately in need of hope. And as your bulletin says, rise up and revive God's gift. Amen. God bless you, Karen, for reminding us that we are all called to ministry and blessed with many gifts. I feel revived and ready to go out and I pray that you all will always remember the calling that's on your life and that you will be revived and you will do more, that you will see opportunities. We have so many people here in the life of the church who already are doing that. Individuals that come and whatever gift they're given, uh, they share it in the life of this church. That's available for everyone. So in response to the mighty word that we have received, let us stand and, and proclaim our affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he arose from the dead, he ascended into heaven. From the right hand of God the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen.
as we prepare to close and we share in our hymn of commitment, has this pandemic or has something in this life made you look inward instead of outward? Have the words uh, that God has blessed Karen to share with you ignited you um, to want to make Highland Valley your church home, participate in the life and ministry of this church? May this hymn be an opportunity for you to rekindle and renew your gifts to God.